Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Torg. Got the Torg Torgerson. I love God. Where's that clip in the open? I love my family. I love the people of Columbus. Let me tell you, you're a smart guy. Hello, Jerry. (laughs) Yeah, we're a bunch of fat asses. No doubt about that. We'll probably sit around and cook some soups and eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. It would appear that my wife is better at making babies than swaddling them, no? Why don't you? Yeah, you know, because they're always so tight. Those pays when they're like silky and they're so tight. It's like it's like Christmas morning. Just I'm a gourmand. This is it. Don't get scared now. Ah, here we go. Could have been a nice holiday open, Could've but been. no, you had to put me in there. <laughs> I started it good. Filthy. Talking about my love for everything. Uh, yes. And then there's right, Jerry. Right. <laughs> and then there's Jerry. Like Christmas morning, Jerry. Well, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, everybody. Yeah, this is it. Uh, we it are is. wrapping up our year. We are. Uh, some sad news we should mention. And, uh, man, this guy, and it made me sad when you sent this in. I just kind of had to spend a couple minutes in the car, kind of. I'm just blown away. Yeah, Ken Calvert, Detroit radio legend, passed away. and. Been a frequent guest on our show. Anytime there was something Detroit or the auto show or just Bob Seger related. And he he loved I mean radio was was the yeah. man's life. And I I just I, I walked in this morning and saw that on Yahoo and I just could not believe it. Could not believe Only it. Only seventy two. He was involved with the uh Detroit Pistons, the Lions over the years. After John Lennon was shot, the first interview that Yoko granted was to him uh, by request. She said, I'll only talk to... Yeah, he's a radio legend. I mean, he is a legend. And even in the later years in his retirement, when we would call, yeah, on anything, uh, auto, Detroit, sports, He'd listen Seager, to us. He'd just give us a little mention. Yeah. to come on just because he, he knew he was back on, on radio for a phone call. Yeah. Ken Calvert, a Torg Elliott. He was great, man. He, he was. was an old school, uh, like the old guys on uh, MTV. Yes. Those old classic rock, big pipes. Uh, just a legend. Should have wrote a book. And yeah. Because he's had them all in studio yeah. the Van Halens yeah. and the Zeppelins and the ACDCs and the Stones. I mean. And on Twitter, he did a daily, uh, like, on this day in rock type thing, which is where I used to pull the cuts that we used. Yeah. For uh, quite a while there, and I noticed his last one was December the 6th. Okay. And I was just thinking the other day, I gotta, I'll gotta, i call him before Christmas. And, yeah, make, That's make that call when you think about it, folks, because yep. you, ne- you never know. So if he uh, hadn't tweeted, hadn't put anything out since the 6th, and he did have health issues just the last couple years, but it was just nagging stuff. I don't know. Uh, I'll get the details. But um, wow. Yeah, that's I just unfortunate. Cannot believe it. Yeah, it really. What is. a life he had, though. Wow, yeah, he saw it, it all. 
Using all the runway. Nugent, Seeger. Uh, he he was uh, Tim Allen's confidant for, for years. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. They were uh, extremely tight. Yeah, that's a, mm -hmm. that's a shame. Uh, good show today, though, as we wrap we, up the uh, holiday season. He would want season. us to have a good final show in his honor. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, look at that 7 o'clock hour just absolutely packed. Brandon Lang going to join us with his picks. And that'll be your uh, your bowl picks in the uh, wrapping up the NFL in, what, another week or two? Yep. Uh, we have uh, Barbara Corcoran is coming on. One of our favorite sharks. Yep. You Gotta just love heard her that. in the uh, open tell Torg, you're a very smart man. Yes. <laughs> I had to pay her. It was cameo. Hey. It was a cameo hey. cut. Guys like you and I, we take it where we Absolutely. can get it. Uh, Elon's going to join us. Yeah, we got through to Elon. He's going to address Torg's uh, automobile problems. Yep. WWE Raw tickets, I believe, two pairs, right, Rich? Kind of yeah, goofed up yesterday. TSO. Now, do we do second and first row today, or we what could. are we doing? We could. How does that work, Rich? I think we have to. Okay. Because Kevin came in yesterday, the promotion kid, and really confused me. Yeah, and he, he kind of really can. So I, yeah. I, just, I meant to the ask The giveaway him. for us this week is 54321. Five, four, yes. It has nothing to do with the TS 12 days of TSO. I know, TSO, I agree, yes. But yet 12 days of TSO spilled over into this week. Yes, and he confused me. Right. I'm easily confused, though. Well, given that it's Rich could Thursday, say, hey, your shirts and Jerry's skins today, and I'd be a little confused. We can guarantee <laughs> so I'm second row TSO. Yes. And given that we're not in tomorrow, I mean, we had first row tomorrow. Let's just do right? it. Yeah. Let's just do it. And then the station will have to come up with another front row if we goof up. And then we're on vacation, so then <laughs> what do I care? Right? Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll be in our sleep pants and uh, Vikings jerseys. Yes. I, yesterday, got home. I crashed for four hours. That's funny. Four I slept, hours. I slept yesterday. Not like that, but. Woo! It's not even a nap. That's a full sleep cycle. I missed work calls, like a lot of work calls. Yeah, right, right. Told people I was going to get back to them today, and, ooh, man. And then it's tough because I didn't fall asleep till midnight. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's really tough yes, to go to sleep. It does. And I even ambienced up, and it just, well, I wasn't doing it. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so if you were midnight, so you, only, you went four in the afternoon, four this morning. Yeah, and I feel pretty good because when I woke up, I felt bad. Like, oh, I didn't get yeah. enough sleep. I'm right, run down. Right. This is going to stink. Right. Because in this job, you and when you get a certain age, you can kind of... You know, I did mornings in when I first started out in radio. One of my first jobs, I was probably like 23, 24, was doing mornings. Golix, Mike Golix, producer. Okay. And we would go out, me and the update guy, Vince Murata, who we've had on the show. Yeah. We would go out like on Tuesday night, would be like quarter beer night. We'd go out till two in the morning and then get up and go be in the station at five. Yeah. And we'd just, all right, well, I'm a little run down. I'll nap. It's all good. That's youth. Yeah. And then you get in your 30s, and it's a little tougher, but you do it. 40s, tougher still. 40s, tougher, because uh, yeah. remember the one time I uh, I came in, I had an event at Yogi's, and that couch that's in the other room, I just went directly to the couch and slept at the station. Yeah. And Christy filmed me snoring at 5 a.m., right, but I could right. do it. Now, if I don't get at 50, if I don't get I hear you. six hours, I am not good. I'm, I'm with you. And Vegas, when I was... And I hate, is there anything worse than uh, knowing when that alarm goes off and you're just 
playing the clock game. And your mind's working You're overtime. There. Your mind's racing. I got to do this. I got to do that. I Should I get up and write that down? There isn't an yes. idea. I could, oh, wonder what the kid. Yeah. I've done it before where I've looked up at like 115, 130, and I still haven't on. I should just go in yeah, now. Yeah. I should just drive in now because it's not close and get the drive out of the way. Despite me uh, getting in later, I get up at 4 o'clock, 4.05 every day. Yeah, my Every alarm day. goes off at 410. Yeah. Got to yeah. let the dog out. If the dog does not get let out, the new puppy, it's not going to be good. Right, right. He can. He's getting to hold it a little better, but he's just used to getting up. He kind of tells you. If it's like 415 and I hit snooze, he comes to the bed and starts whining. Yeah, like, yeah. He just knows. Dogs know. They know when it's feeding time and they know when it's time to go out. Yeah, my dog, uh, she'll let you know. Yeah. She'll let you know. And, and, that, and even with that, there's the occasional, uh, it's funny where she chooses to pee. Because she goes like in a corner, like where she thinks, she knows what she's doing and she shouldn't be doing or else she wouldn't be trying to hide it. Got you. Yeah. We need to do a segment on smart but things dogs do. that pungent smell of urine is, uh, there's no denying that. Yeah. Female dogs, I think, a lot smarter than male dogs. That's what I'm. Uh, and this is the smartest dog I've ever had. Yeah, my I'm female dog's you, my smartest dog. Torg, I've had. she knows. I think she knows a dozen words. Does she? Yeah, she is uh, she absolutely brilliant. Those male goldens we had all those years. God, they were like Kathleen Madigan's bit about. <laughs> hey man, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, I, yeah, where I think they you're just right. kind of bounce into a room and they're just the happiest, gentlest dogs. And uh, yeah. She's cunning, this one. Yeah. She's cunning. My shepherd's 85 pounds now, and he'll when I'm downstairs on the Shepherds couch, are smart. he comes and lays right on me. Yeah. Like full body lay, and he's right. just happy. Hey, right. they, they like that me. contact. Look yeah. at me. So the shepherd, so which one's the female? The middle one. The, or the, the middle in age. Is the middle a shepherd? Yes. Yeah. Both yeah. are. Yeah. And she is smart. She knows. Right, right. Yep. Yeah, I read where the uh, the sheepdog the in the shepherds are top of the heap, man. They are extremely bright. It shows up on my TikTok a lot about dogs and their habits and how smart right. they are. It's in my algorithm. And the dog is the one that made the video of itself. <laughs> Absolutely, that's how smart yes. she is. <laughs> she, the dog does selfies, posts them. Well, she I, administrates <laughs> Torg's accounts. Actually, she runs his social media. Yeah, the dog. She, yes. she sent the Desmond Howard yes. tweet. Yeah. <laughs> well, those paws. It's kind of yes. hard. Uh, yes. The type. This must be Ron it Howard. Totally, yeah. This must be Ron. Howard. Oh, I said, Desmond. damn you, dog. Yes, it was Clint. She yes. was confused. <laughs> so I tell you what, Rich, why don't we get this out of the way right now? 821-9696. There's two champions in the WWE, heavyweight champions. There's one on Raw, one on SmackDown. Tell Rich, and Rich, I'll tell you who they are. There's two champions, 821-9696. First caller that can tell Rich who they are gets to go to WWE Raw. There you go. We'll give you, it's April 22nd, correct? Yep. Ticketmaster.com. Yep. At the shot. There you go. Michael Evans replay next. Art should play that at 420 today. That's pretty good. What was really that? Firehouse? Firehouse. Firehouse. Yeah, wow. there you go. <laughs> well, cut number one this holiday season. Billy Bob Thornton on the Dan Patrick Show. Little drinky drinky on the set of Bad Santa. There's a scene in Bad Santa on, on an escalator. And I remember that day, I, I, I'd kind of overdone it. 
this poor girl, she was a, a PA. A runner or whatever. And she was in charge of starting the key on the escalator when they rolled. And I said to the girl, I told her, I said, uh, look, I'm on the verge of maybe passing out here. So if you don't mind, just nudge me when they call action, will you? Because I'm going to lay down here for a minute. <laughs> and uh, they started up the escalator, and she couldn't wake me up, evidently. So it kind of dumped me out up there, and I woke up, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm in this, I'm in this movie, you know. And uh, so I stumbled up there, and I beat up this plaster jackass and all this kind of stuff in the scene. And, yeah, it worked out nicely. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, oh, I love that movie. And the idea when you watch it now, knowing that he was actually that drunk, is pretty uh, pretty funny. Oh, that's great. All right, clip number two. New or uh, Christmas Eve. You're a kid, right? You're all geeked up. Or if you have kids, you know what that's like. So local meteorologists, weather folks, right? They used to do, I don't know if they still do this, Torg, but they would do this throughout the country to try to get the kids to go to bed on Christmas Eve. Some good news this Christmas Eve for those keeping an eye out on Santa's sleigh. We've been following him this morning as well. Here's a live look for you right now, courtesy of the North American Aerospace Defense Command. The military agency is responsible for monitoring and defending the skies above North America. NORAD says so far so good today and they don't expect COVID-19 or the bomb cyclone to hit North America to impact St. Nick's global travels tonight. All right, that we, we is from, know. oh, I'm sorry. That's from a uh, morning show, obviously, where they were uh, pumping the fact they were going to do it throughout the day. But, yeah, yeah when I was a kid, you'd, you'd, mom would say, well, let's watch, let's see what the weather's going to be like Christmas Day. And then they would do the radar shot, and they'd be doing the forecast. And goes, oh, wait, wait a minute, what's, what's that? And then Santa would be on the radar, and my mom would always go year after year, guys, you got to go to bed. Look, at, he's, he's on his way. If you if you're not a okay, and then you'd run up the steps and and go to bed. When well, my kids started to get hip to it, there was like a little filter on your phone you could put where it put Santa in your house eating your the cookies you oh, set yeah, out and right, stuff. Right. So like the last couple of years, we tried to hold on to the magic a little bit with sure, the kids. Sure, you sure, You snap the picture like, see, he came. He yeah. put the, the presents under the tree. What do you think the average age is when uh, kids? Yeah, 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 Jerry, yeah, Jerry. Yeah. 44. Yes. yes. 44. Because Cut we number three. Still around, old Cut Santa. number three. Absolutely. Cut number three. Cameron Diaz on. Now, I kind of agree with her. The podcast is Lipstick on the Rim, and she has a pretty good idea, Jerry. Have you been on Lipstick on the Rim? I, I <laughs> no? think I'm booked in the new year. <laughs> lipstick a, on the here's Rim. Here's the clip. <laughs> I have my house, you have yours. We have the family house in the middle. I will go and sleep in my my room. You go sleep in your room. I'm fine. I, can I tell you something? Like we, been- and we have the bedroom in the middle that we can convene <laughs> yeah. in. By the way, <laughs> I don't feel that way now because my husband is so wonderful. <laughs> I ha- said that before I got married. Oh. There you go. Uh-huh. You Separate the- beds, yeah. right? Not bad See, idea. See, I, I would be uh, all for that except it means my dog won. Oh. The dog would stay in bed with my wife, and then I'm down in the single bed. Yeah. 
in a dusty corner sucking on a CPAP all night. <laughs> no, I'm not giving up my spot in the in the, the big bed. Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> all right. For clip number uh, four here, we're going to go to a professor at the Boston Conservatory of Music, right? Yep. He claims, Torg, that he has written the perfect Christmas song. What he did is he studied 200 different Christmas songs and broke them all down to all their different features. Then he wrote one and put all the features together. So this would be a sure hit. He's, that's what he says. It's the perfect Christmas song. It's called Loves Not Just for Christmas. That modern day hits, anyways. Damn, man. Yeah. yeah, pretty good, huh? Not the Christmas classic, I'll Be Stoned for Christmas. Christmas yes. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that one at 840. <laughs> well, cut number five, Jerry. Yesterday, you have a clip from your favorite, uh, one of your favorite Christmas movies, Love Actually. Mm-hmm. So I figured today. Yeah, do it, do it. I'm kind of a Grinch, but I decided to put my favorite Christmas song. This is legit now. I decided number five will be my favorite Christmas song. Stealing Hall's money. He's got the red sack of money. Uh, Weird. Who was that? Hall and Oates. <laughs> yeah, it's Hall oh, and Oates. That sounded exactly like the original. Huh? Yeah, they did a good I don't job. I know who did that originally. Everyone did a version of I it. I think Santa did it originally. Elvis. Yeah. Had a good version of that. Yeah. yeah. It's a good one. Jingle Bell Rock. I love it. There you go. Merry Christmas, everybody. And that's your hot five. Brandon Lang's Picks, powered by the Torg and Elliott Tailgater. Now available at Junkyard Dogs in Linworth. Don't show up on Lane Avenue empty-handed. Junkyarddogs.com. Website, BrandonLang.com. Another good week. Let's try for another one. B. Lang, what's up, man? Hello, Brandon. Good morning. So we reeled off. College basketball winner number nine of ten 
last night, just on a tear, had a good one too. The Providence Friars at home getting four and a half against Marquette. Couldn't understand the I couldn't understand that line. Providence is nine and zero at home, <laughs> and they knocked off Wisconsin by double digits. And Marquette lost to Wisconsin. And I'm like, well, Wisconsin's a weird team that you just they make you they make you work. They're fundamentally sound. Yeah. They're a hard team to defend with their offense. And I said I, I said if Providence can beat them, Marquette couldn't. You don't just accidentally beat Wisconsin. You got to have some athletes who can play. And I'm like, God, four and a half, and Jesus, Providence just went wire to wire and dominated them by 15. So I wish they were all that easy, but oh well. Another day, another dollar. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, yeah. People don't realize basketball, college hoops. That's kind of your your specialty. Not that you don't know your NFL and college football. So with that, this weekend, bowl games, NFL. Where do you want to begin? Let's probably do some bowl games here, eh? Yeah, let's do some bowl games. Let's okay. All right. Let's start off. Buckeye, Missouri versus Ohio State. Buckeyes favorite by a point and a half. You don't even know who's playing on Ohio. Well, now they're favorite. I'm sorry, they're they're, they're the, the plus one and a half. Yeah, I got to take Missouri here. Um, I got a question where where the Buckeyes are after the loss to Michigan. Um, I really do, you know, the quarterback situation. And listen, Missouri has been something else all year long. I mean, they've just they've competed. Uh, they finished the year blowing a couple of good blowouts over Arkansas and Tennessee took Georgia to the wire at Georgia. I just think, I just think the line's right. I think Missouri's the right side of the game. Yeah. What do you do with uh, another one? Uh, Penn state is minus four against Ole Miss. Yeah. It's funny. Um, the sec versus the big 10. I say all the time, just go ahead and give me the bit. Give me the sec getting points. Just give them to me. Um, um, I think more than a field goal is too many here. I really do. And uh, I'm going to lean toward Ole Miss a little bit here. All right. What do you think, Georgia, Florida State? That's a huge line. That's plus Florida State, plus 14. Yeah, this is the most interesting game to me. It's got the, it's got the TCU feel to it. <laughs> you just have to question where Florida State is mentally. You can say all the right things you can. You can say, you know, we're, we're happy to be here. You can say everything you can. But at the end of the day, you you can't take Florida State here and cross your fingers and hope they show up. You play Georgia, and if Florida State, after being left out, shows up and competes and does all the right things, sure, it's the Orange Bowl. But you just went undefeated and got left out. Uh, I have to believe the right side of the game is Georgia. Yeah. Uh, let's do the two uh, playoff games, Alabama versus Michigan. Michigan plus or minus a point and a half. Jim Harbaugh. 0-6 straight up, 0-6 against the spread, last six bowl games. Next. Okay, Texas right. versus Washington, Washington plus four. Um, Been a good run for Washington. It really has, but I think it ends here. I'm, I'm so impressed with Texas down the stretch. They had to win two big games in absolute blowouts, and they did. I mean, they absolutely did. And I know Washington had Oregon's number. But I just believe Texas is the right side of the game. Yeah, I agree, man. Texas looks where they look bigger and stronger than anyone in the playoffs right now. Uh, that's why I have winning it all. Yeah. That's why I win it all. Yeah, they're so. huge. What yep. any other smaller bowl games you're looking at that you go, man, this is a really good. It's a gimme. Yeah. 
Well, I gave you the gimme last week. You did. Right on your show. Yep, you Appalachian did. Appalachian State, Miami, Ohio, under the post total. I said, we won't get a game like that in the next 20 years. We've never even had to sweat it under that 44. That that, that was it. I mean, the two, the, the, the two semifinal games, um, Alabama plus the points. And, again, Nick Saban plus the points in big games. We saw it against Georgia and Texas minus the points. And um, I just wish we had another Miami, Ohio, Appalachian State this weekend. But, unfortunately, we're going to get that. I agree. Hey, uh, let's do NFL. Bengals at the Steelers. Steelers plus two. The Bengals need this. Yeah, and here comes Mason Rudolph. Oof. Here he comes. Um, sorry. I Pittsburgh's done. I just think they're done. They lose to Arizona, 2-10 and 10 team. Uh, next week, lose to another 2-10 and 10 team. Go on the road and get blown out by Indy. I mean, you know, Mike Tower, JV, this JV football. And he just can't. He just can't get turned around. Now you're going to Mason Rudolph. I Listen, I, I love – I had the Bengals as a massive play, bought down to two and a half last week and sweated my buns off. I'm going to keep riding the Bengals. Yeah, that was a close one. I, I, I took the three I should have bought down. Uh, Browns at the Texans. No C.J. Stroud. Texans favored by two and a half. Uh, yeah, this is this is interesting here. Mills gets to start again. Browns, both teams playing for the playoffs. Um, Houston at home. But at the end of the day, David Mills against this defense. I just Isn't it Case Keenum? Oh, it is Case Keenum. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, so, so as I look at this, I just think I don't – you have Houston minus two and a half? I see Browns No, plus, plus, a plus, Texans plus two and a half. Yeah, I just think Joe Flacco on the road in this situation, I think Joe comes up a little short. The cushion here is Cleveland's really in a good position for a wild card, even if they lose. The Texans lose. They're completely out of it. I got to lean toward the home dog, buy up to plus three. Okay. Hey, uh, I – like the Lions, because you know if the Vikings win out and the Lions lose out, Vikings win the division. You got to sweep the leg if you're the Lions, and the Lions are minus three. I know they're on the road, but boy, I like the Lions. Yeah, me too. Um, quarterback situation for Minnesota. Um, the way they lost last week to Cincinnati. Um, their defense is good, but Detroit showed me something last week against Denver. I think they righted the ship. Let's buy the Lions down to two and a half. Okay. And, uh, you know, you've always said in BrandonLang.com, double-digit home dog, and we have one this week, Chargers plus 12 facing yeah, the Bills. Unfortunately, we had a double-digit home dog last week, and that was Arizona. That didn't fare too well. I just think you just gave up 63 points to the Raiders. You can say you're playing for pride, your coach got fired. You can say whatever you want, but I would not touch the Chargers if you paid me. I would lose with Buffalo before I tried to win with the Chargers. All right. Uh, anything else? Stick good out? comment. Good comment. Yeah. That's good. That's it. I mean, I would, listen, I know the, the biggest game on Monday night is Baltimore and San Francisco. I'm still I'm still on the fence as far as, you know, what I'm going to do with that one. That's something. They're begging you to take Baltimore plus the five and a half. I just, man, that's a tough one. I, listen, Dallas is going to right the ship and go into Miami and win. That's a good matchup for Dallas, as banged up as Miami is. You watch Dallas go in there and win on the road. Dallas plus one and a half over Miami. All right, BrandonLang.com is the site. Merry Christmas, Brandon. You got it. Thanks, guys. Torg and Elliot. On QFM 96. All right. All right, the big Torg and Elliot Christmas. 
Christmas extravaganza continues. Yes, with billionaires. Let's bring on one of the richest. I think he's the uh, richest guy in the world. He's CEO of Tesla, SpaceX, X, Neuralink. I mean, he's taking us to Mars, Jerry. Here we go. So welcome, Elon Musk. Hello, Elon. Yes, hello. <laughs> hello, uh, Torgan Elliott. Uh, yes. Two two bright radio stars. <laughs> radio stars. Uh, and when I say stars, I mean like brown dwarfs. <laughs> good, good to be on with you. Good to be on with you. I, I can see by the readings I'm getting on my Bandelay capacitor meter, your your ratings are getting a boost right now because of my presence. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm seeing it in real time. Fascinating. <laughs> All right. L- let's get high and share some ideas, shall we? Let's, let's spark up. <laughs> no, well, wait. I, I'm, you're going to get high, and then I haven't even asked the first question yet. Come on. Listen, I have to partake in the ganja, but... <sighs> Because I, I know if I'm going to spend more time uh, than, than one minute listening to this program, barely awake in the central time zone from the great state of Texas, it, it's going to drive me crazy. <laughs> I mean, pretend you're in my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do appreciate you getting up early, Elon. But between the early hours of your program yeah. and producer Richard putting me on hold, telling me how much time we have before we go live every 15 seconds, I, I need to keep my brainwaves moving. And the pot does that for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, okay. And we might be funnier. Well, let's get right to it. I'm a new Tesla owner. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, no, no. Literally, like, the past three, four weeks, I'm driving down the road. I have to tell you the story, Mr. Musk. Okay. And then all of a sudden, it's almost like the pressure in the car gets a suck, and the window just shatters out of nowhere. Rear passenger window. Oh, yeah. That, that That's a real shame. Real shame. Real, real shame you didn't order the unbreakable rear window premium package. <laughs> that, that's an option. Yeah, not, not sure, not sure. I, I, I don't work in sales, but. Uh, but you're, you're the creator of the car, though, yeah. sir. Yes, that's true. And I also named a child X Theta A 12. I might not be playing with a full deck here. Full deck, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, they're kind of giving me the runaround about getting to replace, questioning yeah. whether it was under warranty. And then they, and we're in Columbus, Ohio, by the way. The runaround. Yes. Yeah. They yeah. tried to set me up with a service appointment in Salt Lake City, Utah. Well, that's not a very good commute. Uh, Salt Lake City. Uh, yeah. That's a horrible place to try and buy weed, too. Horrible <laughs> place. L- lots of Mormons. Mormons, yeah. 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 Well, what recourse do I have, Mr. Musk? Well, next time, don't don't have the stereo up so loud. Uh, maybe that's what uh, caused the, uh, the shattering of glass. So, wh- what exactly did you do? Uh, have your Mariah Carey All I Want for Christmas cranked to 11? Or- you know, I, c- I could actually see that Jerry, happening, Torg. Stop, stop, I could stop. See that. It was all by itself. And, and that's your story, and you're sticking to it, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, try the 800 number and tell them I, I told you to do so. That, that'll get you somewhere, right? They'll believe you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're lucky you're not here in our studio, Elon, but we did want to ask you, if it was connected to, I don't know, maybe a wider problem, because as you know, you did recall what, like two two million vehicles? Yes, well, yeah. as you know, all car companies run an algorithm to see if the recall is worth the overall cost, and we're no different at Tesla. Uh, would, would you like to hear it? Sure, let's hear it. Very well. All right. Oh, oh no. The Tesla Scary. recall algorithm is pretty simple. We just use the base number of years Tesla drivers have felt superior and entitled driving an EV, <laughs> combined with the multiplier. 
which is the ratio of men who use autopilot features for mouth hugs, oh, no. subtracted by the <laughs> smug douchebag outlier, which is conversely uh, divided by the deflationary ratio of how many times a Tesla owner mentions they drive a Tesla. <laughs> That's the metaversal quotient. Oh. Then you take that whole integer and okay. add the cumulative number of perceived inches of small dick energy that oh, no. the Tesla di- driver has, and boom. You now have a number big enough to warrant a recall. <laughs> <laughs> well, d- despite all that, Mr. Musk, we wanted to congratulate you on the launch of the Cybertruck. We covered it every day for a week. Oh, yes. Thank you. Yeah, the Cybertruck is flying off the assembly line. It, who knew that people truly wanted to have a trapezoidal truck that looks like it was designed by Homer Simpson? <laughs> It's going extremely well, and we've only stumbled across one small issue with mass production. What's uh, that? That that stainless steel door wedge. Yeah. Yeah, it, it appears that it's going to age like Tara Reid. Oh, no. <laughs> but that, that's okay. You know, nothing I can't just throw money at to fix. Yeah. You know, Cybertruck is a passion project, not not just some vanity project like X, formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, Elon, you're obviously very busy. Busy, busy. Yeah. How do you find time to be a committed father during the holiday season? Well, you know what? I, I make the time. I make the time. You have to make time for the kids. Right now, I, I'm using the extra time during the holiday to teach them the typical dad things. Oh. Dad things. You, you know, quantum physics, and putting brain chips in people's heads, <laughs> d- destroying relationships with advertisers, <laughs> building entire uh, livable cities made completely out of Legos. You know, like I said, <laughs> typical dad well, happy holidays. Goodbye, hey, Happy Festivus to the rest of us. So powering down now. Oh, boy. <laughs> Good. Hi. Let's talk to my favorite shark, Barbara Corcoran. Wow, Hi. What drink in there? Sounds like a party. It is. Little a spiked eggnog. A little holiday. We're getting ready. Barb, and I have to ask, I know we got a new project we have to discuss, but... You and the Shark Tank, you are all in on these holiday businesses, and yet that wasn't by design, right? It just kind of fell that way for you? I never even liked holiday businesses. I don't even like Christmas trees, but let me tell you something. They make money. If you if you have the right entrepreneur, I'm only buying the ones with good entrepreneurs. Yep, yep. You don't like Christmas trees? No, because you know why? You have to water them to keep them fresh. You should see my Christmas tree right now. I will probably throw it out before Christmas. Well, you should do uh, do a fake one. They have beautiful <laughs> fake trees. Yeah, but I, I like the smell. But how long does the smell last? Three days. Yeah. 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 Maybe I'll turn to. In fact, I own a fake Christmas tree company. I could easily get a fake tree, but I don't like them. You could put your own star on top, like your face lit up on top of the tree. Oh, sure. That would be great ego. Yeah, my <laughs> husband would love that. Yeah. My kids would really adore that tree. They don't, they're don't. they seeing too much of me as it is. Shark takes Barbara Corcoran with us. This Has the uh, housing market, Barbara, hit rock bottom? I saw something on Redfin this morning, and I, I don't know that I would agree with that. How about you? Yeah, I'm not entirely sold that it's hit rock bottom because it hasn't gone bottom. In uh, Columbus, your prices are up about six and a half percent last year. Yeah, one of the actually Columbus, I think, is right up on the top of the five best markets in America for appreciation of houses. But as you know, if you have any friends who have been out looking for houses, you can't get your hands on a house. It's just not enough to go around, and that explains why house prices are going up so fast. There's just more buyers than there are sellers, 
And now with lower interest rates by a point, more people are coming into the market, but they're met with disappointment, overbidding, and not enough houses to see. Yeah, and what's going to, because we have... I'm not coming to Columbus. No, and we have Intel is coming and Google is building it. That's why they're going up. So, but when you know when the rates go down, it's probably going to create even a bigger problem, right? It's going to be an explosion. You know, rates have just broken 7%. Once they break below and have a six in front of it, people are going to go bonkers and everybody's going to get more money for the houses and they're going to hold on to them again. You know, it's really hard to let go of a house with a 2 or 3% interest rate. It's almost like subsidized housing by the government, you know, without low rate. So why leave it? It's kind of like what we have in town in New York City where I live. We have rent control. Nobody dare leaves a rent control apartment because it's too juicy and too cheap. It's a very similar thing we have going on with the entire housing market right now. It's going to be interesting to see where it goes, but it ain't going to rock bottom because it's not going to bottom. It's just going to keep going up. Hey, Barbara, you're you're so successful and, you know, you're a successful businesswoman. Did you face on your way, you know, because you started real estate market, did you face a lot of sexism when you were coming up? Because I'm sure back in the day, 20, 30 years ago, guys probably didn't like that a smart, intelligent woman is kicking their ass. I don't know if they didn't like me, but even worse as an insult for me personally is they ignored me. You know, when I walked into a room of real estate companies owned here in New York, they were all owned by old, older guys or their sons, very wealthy, very well-dressed. I was in the wrong outfit. I could feel it right away the minute I walked into the room. They didn't take me seriously. And you know what? I'm happy it happened that way because I was constantly deeply inside myself offended, thinking, I'll show you. I'll come up and I'll bite your ass. That's what I'll do. I'll become yeah. the biggest competitor. And so I worked at that. So, you know, but I never saw myself as a girl, really. I saw myself as a competitor. I think I'm competitive enough where I kept my eye on that ball. Yeah. I just wanted to compete and be better. You should have a business where people could come to you. They have a small business. Maybe they need some advice, like a, a member's only community where I, you could help me, but, you know, like like I could have you on call. You should do something like that. What a great idea. <laughs> you start <with> <laughs> You're a funny one. What a build-up. No, that's Barbara in your pocket. I shrunk myself up. I'm going to jump into entrepreneurship. I love it. And whisper the solution. That's, hey, what, over here, over here, do this, do that. No, but that's actually what I do without being a mini, mini me. I'm a life-size person. But, you know, I do help entrepreneurs every day. And I know definitely when I go to bed at night, I can cite for you the differences I made to the individuals that day because I really am gifted at giving advice. I know that sounds braggy, doso. My mother told me not to do it. But at this point, I'm going to be dead soon. I'm doing it. I am great at giving advice. And I am great at giving the right advice, and it's very often not what people want to hear, but they're going to get unfiltered, no bullshit advice. That's that's what I do best. You know, I'm ex- I'm actually going to go, and I'm not just saying this because you're on the radio. So I've watched like Instagram videos, and I've flipped a couple houses, and I have a VRBO lake house uh, about an hour away, and I I well, my wife's a real estate agent, so it's really her. I'm kind of a dummy, uh, but. So I've I've gone on Instagram and I've fell for these guys who are good talkers and I've signed up for their services and they're going to help entrepreneurs and if they've always sucked, I'm interested in yours because you uh, you know you're a reputable person. I bet you your site is 
going to be fantastic. Tell, how do you work your site? What advice do you give? Do you have forums? Do you have uh, Zoom calls? Where do I sign yeah. up? Yeah, yeah, well, it's BarbaraCorcoran.com or, pardon me, BarbaraInYourPocket.com specifically. But we do everything. I basically formulate what I'm going to do every week based on my entrepreneurs, what they need. So we do deep dives into a particular topic like imposter syndrome due next week already because everybody's feeling like they don't have a right to be there, that they're faking it, and they're not. That's typical of a business. I do community roundtable discussions because very often my entrepreneurs have really practical tidbits to give to each other, so I love getting them involved. We have chat rooms. We do live answers and questions for this specific question that they have, and I do a deep dive into that to get them turned around. Basically, I do anything the entrepreneur needs to get ahead, but there are patterns there are definitely patterns similar. <clears throat> Please excuse me, I'm getting over cold here. Um, there are patterns as to what people struggle with, cash flows, year two, I always notice. Slumps are year three, believing in yourself, even though they claim they do, they can't fool me. In year one, I get them to believe in themselves, whatever, whatever people need. It's a flotation, kind of an agenda to make sure people get what they need. Good stuff. Yeah. I love her. Hey, Barbara, who's the easiest person on Shark Tank to work with when you team up? Because a lot of times you guys team up on businesses. Who's the person, the shark, you like to work with the most? Oh, Mark Cuban. One, he's got so much money, so he puts up half the dough, so i got to <laughs> like that. But you know what? He's efficient like me. He gets it done. Boom, boom. Wham, bam. Thank you, man. Let's get on the road. I love working with him. Yeah. Yeah, I boy. Do. And he's leaving the show, isn't he, after next year? Yeah, one more year. He sits right to my right, and he does all my math for me because I can't do math. <laughs> they better get somebody that's good at math and handsome and a billionaire. They got a, they got big shoes to fill. I wouldn't want to be the producers on that show. Well, I hope yeah, it goes yeah. back to just the original five. Then you know when Mark. I hope it's just. I like the show better when it's the original cast. I like hearing that because all my friends said the same things, but. You have to realize when we have guest sharks, the producers feel good about mixing it up. Yeah. But I don't think the consumer at home likes it quite as much. Right. No, I'm with you. Well, I agree. Good luck uh, in the future. BarbaraInYourPocket.com is the website. She'll help you out. Sign up today and have a wonderful holiday. Merry Christmas to you, Barbara. Thank you. I hope you make a lot of money with your real estate. All right. Thanks, Barbara. Bye-bye. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Torg. Got the Torg Torgerson. I love God. Where's that clip in the open? I love my family. I love the people of Columbus. Yes. Let me tell you, you're a smart guy. Gan Elliot. Hello, Jerry. Yeah, we're a bunch of fat asses. Yeah, no doubt about that. We'll probably sit around and cook some soups and eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. It would appear that my wife is better at making babies than swaddling them, no? Well, you, yeah, you know, because they're always so tight. Those pays when they're like silky and they're so tight. It's like it's like Christmas morning. Just I'm a gourmand. Mm. <laughs> Zit, don't get scared now.
All right. It's over the line. You did, Jerry, again. Too much. Well. It's too much. In 24, I'm cleaning my act up. I don't think you should. I think, in fact, you should <laughs> level it up. We had a good year this year, man. It like, was. Like, we've like had a lot show of wise, I mean, it was good. Yes, good year have. for us. It was. And thank you to everybody out there listening. We're Absolutely. wrapping it up uh, today. There'll be plenty of show in the next, uh, you know, week or so. You made 2023 the best ever. <laughs> Thank you, Father Christmas. And, uh, boy, Barbara Corcoran last hour. How good was that? Brandon Lang and Elon Musk. Yes. And I have, if you've ever wondered out there, what do people really watch movie-wise during the holidays? Which Christmas movies people watch? So... <laughs> They, Forbes.com, okay. they are the source. This is not me. This is Forbes. Okay. Forbes paid attention to all the films. Now, this isn't TV ratings. This is streaming platforms. Streaming. Netflix, Prime. Um, so it suggests uh, viewers go to habits. Yes. Year Peacock. In and this Peacock. is current. This, okay. is, this is this year so okay. far, 2023. Okay. So Peacock, Paramount Plus, anything that streams, Apple, anything, except for the networks. But the networks all have their streamers. Max would be included, everything here, okay? All right. I'm going to give you the top 20, and we're going to quickly run through some of them because we're not going to know them. Uh, 20's Xmas, and that's a uh, movie... I see. I don't no, even know what Xmas that. is. All right, all right. The Nightmare Before Christmas is nineteen. Uh, interesting. Seven hundred eighty-three thousand. Yeah. Views. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you too. It's, it's well done. Yeah. And it's interesting. I just. Ah. I don't think Chris. It's a Christmas movie, obviously, but you got to be in a mood. Uh, yeah. Well, that's Tim Burton. And probably a bad Tim Burton. One. <laughs> Yeah. My daughter just has to watch that. That's yeah. the people who hate Christmas watch That's, that movie. Kids yeah. can watch yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, she just yeah. has to watch that. This one is a staple in my house every single year. Haven't watched yet, but will. Scrooged. Uh, yeah, right. 795000 Now, Jerry, I bet you know this movie. I've never heard of it, what but I have it. What number is this, 15? This is number 17. Oh. And this is a newer movie. That's why I think it's on the list. Because it was just released. So like I mentioned, it's this year alone. So if you release a new Christmas movie, people gonna are going to. Yeah. Some so it probably won't be on the list next year. The Naughty Nine. I have no idea what that is. Well, I figured Naughty. Oh. You've seen it. Another 2023 Christmas movie at 16. Melissa McCarthy. Peacock's Genie. Not familiar. I'm assuming she's Genie. Uh yeah, <laughs> I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just These are guessing. Christmas movies. Yeah, it's a Christmas movie. Wow. I looked it up. It's a Christmas movie. It's like a f- Christmas fantasy comedy starring Melissa McCarthy on Peacock. It was released in right. late November. All right. Polar Express, fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Now we start getting here to the nitty gritty. Love Actually, fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. Okay. Now when I get to thirteen, I just and by the way, one point four million. Streams of Love Actually. Of Love Actually. Okay. Now, I want to tell you, Christy Kemper would have a stroke right now. Uh-oh. Absolutely complain. Uh-oh. She would, Uh-oh. I did not make this list up, but Forbes says Die Hard, number 13. All right. Over 1.4 million. I don't think people care. Yeah, I don't think I don't, I don't think, either. I think that she, cares. Is, yeah, she cares. She cares. She really cares. Well, she's, yeah. And I, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm poking, I'm poking the bear. I know it annoys her. I don't even care. Yeah. <laughs> but I know it really annoys her, so I'm just poke, 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 sure. poke, poke. 
Uh, number 12, this is a classic, too. I'll watch it. I'm a little disappointed it's not higher. It's a wonderful life. Uh, yes. Maybe you wait on that. Maybe you're doing that the week of Christmas. I think if you're doing all time. Yeah. Number 11, this pile of trash is a new one. Candy Cane Lane, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Bad. She saw that. Yep. Temper did. Yep. Number 10, A Christmas Story. Uh, yeah. 1.9 million. So the classics, It's a Wonderful Life, Christmas Story, streaming-wise, don't do the numbers. That the new ones are. Yeah. But then again, this is the week. I bet you if you did the week of Christmas. Or the week after, yeah, why did everybody would watch be a the lot week more. of? Yeah, yep. probably. Family Switch, the Jennifer Garner, Ed Helms, new movie. Out in theaters, right. 1.9 million, number nine. Okay. We talked about this movie yesterday. Everybody loves it. Jack Black, Jude Law, Cameron Diaz, The Holiday, number eight. I'm assuming number seven here is a The Holiday is mo- pretty good. Yeah. It really is. And who does Jack Black, who's the he unfortunate the, woman uh, with her? He steals the movie. Kate it's Winslet, his, it's right? It's his film. Uh, yes, he ends up with Kate. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. She gets the ugly guy. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, Kate. Uh, seven, it has to be new. Best.Christmas.ever. Dot. Or period, sorry. 2.3 million. Gotta be new. Has to be new. Six, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And now there's a big, there's a million person streaming difference between five and six, and it starts hitting the 3.5 millions now. You want to guess what five is? Five would be. Newer, and we all love it. We all love this actor. Curb your enthusiasm. He's been in a few Christmas movies. He was in the one um, where he's Santa Claus's brother. Now, that's not on the list. But this guy, remember Fred Claus? Remember Fred Claus with Giamatti, Ah. Paul Giamatti? No, no. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vince Vaughn. What Christmas movie is Vince Vaughn in? Four Christmases. Bingo. Number five. Number four. I always love that. We've mentioned him on the show Opening segment, Detroit's own. You mentioned him. Ken Calvert's buddy. Tim Allen, Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Yeah. And they're going up a million people right, as right, we go right. here. That's number four. Number three, we go from 4.3 to 7.1. Number three, Home Alone. Now, number two and one, can you get it? It's much beloved. One's nine million, number one, and number two is eight million. Can you guess? Well, two we already. And, I would one have, and two. I, I, I had a guess for for one of them. What do you got? Uh, Elf. That's number one. That is number one. Elf overall, is on my list. Number one. Home stream. Alone. I never yeah. watch. Elf is good because it's got kind of a little sentiment to it. Yeah. As you get into it with the James Con character, creepy shower yeah. scene where he's looking at her. You know, buddy's <laughs> looking at her. Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, the outtakes. Buddy's looking in the shower. That's the outtakes. Buddy's looking in the shower. So what was to that? Uh, Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation, yeah. Love that one. I don't Clark, care what anyone it's says. It's not quoted quite enough. Yeah. yeah. And she's getting out of the pot, the pool. Yeah. Little Fast Times action there. And right when we're about to see boob, Ruby talks and screws it up <laughs> and for Chevy, all us watches. He just wants every, he, you know, you kind of feel for Chevy's character. You do. Clark in that. You do. That whole thing. Good cast, good movie. He goes to cut the turkey and it, Yep. 
There's yeah. dog food in the jello. <laughs> the squirrel pops out of the tree. Uh, when he when his time on this planet's done, Randy Quaid's uh, biggest role ever. Uh no. Well. Yes and no because yeah. Independence Day. He'll be known, for this. He'll He'll be known for this. Though. But Independence Day was a huge movie. And Major uh, yeah. League. Yeah. But people don't stream it true, 25 true, true. years after the fact. True. Well, until the aliens arrive. And That's then, true. Then yes. it will. And <laughs> then it will every Find year. new life. <laughs> yes. Uh, Michael Evans next. <laughs> Michael Evans Report brought to you by Dormar Heating and Cooling, your climate hero. Michael Evans. Hello, Mike. Oh, man. Come on, man. You know, I have a report, but I thought we'd just, we'd just talk today. Let's do okay. it. Uh, so, uh, Boca Raton Bowl, South Florida, Syracuse, uh, Georgia, U.S. Yeah, I'm looking at the games. It don't bother me. Um, D- didn't Syracuse just land somebody big, Torg? Uh, they just got Kyle McCord. Uh, oh, that's right. That was McCord, yeah. Yep. I okay, got your so pick. Not... You like Texas minus four? <laughs> I like all the picks I gave you, and I also like Georgia over Florida State. Florida State players aren't playing. Why? Uh, they're just over it. They don't. They over. They don't want to play. <laughs> uh, didn't they have? A, did you see that, Jerry? They had a record amount of kids not playing in the yeah. game. Yeah. Which you'd think it would be the opposite of yeah. that. When is that game? Uh the thirtieth. Yeah, something like that. So. It's been a pretty good year, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's been a good year. Weird politically, weird economically, but yeah, not bad. So, not so the work. question is, with uh, the, the open borders and uh, the politics and the election, what will we be talking about a year from now? The uh, uh, whoever's elected president. Yeah. And everybody is going to go insane. I know. It's 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 uh, another way to argue. Another way to argue. Think of how many, Michael. Think of how many. Just imagine this now. There's a lot of listeners out there, but just think across the country. How many people are going to get into stupid arguments over politics this year about people who could care less about them? Yet they care about these people to the point where they will fight with someone they love. No, you're absolutely true, and and the same thing goes. All the years that I that I worked sports uh, with the Dodgers and I travel, and, and fans getting so upset. And the bottom line is, with sports, is the same thing with politics. You can scream, you can yell, you can holler, you can fight. You, it's not going to make any difference who wins or loses. Yeah, well, I agree. If you're a Michigan fan, Michael, I'm just I'm talking <laughs> politics here. Come on, don't yeah, get crazy. You're on with Columbus. Yeah, don't forget that. Don't get crazy, Michael. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though. No, I, I do. Yeah, I do. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Whoever's going to win is going to win. Whoever's going to lose is going to lose. And it may not be your guy or your team. It, 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 you know. We you don't have it. a say. Yeah, yes, get over that it. That is true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as I get older, though, it's like I, I really care kind of less and, and feel sorry for my grandchildren who might be having some bad times 30, 40 years from now. But uh, I'm just going to sit and watch and have a good time, watch a lot of sports. I'm going to really get into baseball next year, I think, with the Dodgers. Yeah, it's it's weird in baseball because out of uh, Oatani and then the Dodgers trading for a pitcher, it's kind of been quiet with free agent signings. Yeah. Still a lot of people out there. And I think I think Clayton Kershaw is going to end up with the Rangers. Do you? Well, he, he still has, his main residence is in, uh, is, is in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, he's very active here. He's yeah. here all the time. Um, and – 
you know, I, I think uh, he wants to some more time. His parents are still alive, and he's like to come back to Texas. So you could tell he's smart because if you're a smart professional athlete, you live in Texas or or Florida because you save taxes. millions on taxes. Millions, yeah. millions upon millions. Yeah. yeah. So what do you tell me? What each one of you guys are doing for Christmas? Uh, just at home with the kids. Three kids. They're still in high school, elementary school, all good. And we, your girlfriend, uh, Michael, we had a she's huge uh, Thanksgiving. Girlfriend's off. Yep. Oh. And uh, yeah, here I'm answering. Yeah. Hey, girlfriend. Well, yeah. he's but he's yes, my girlfriend. Michael. It's going to be <laughs> yeah. a very special Christmas. Yeah, just remember, you have your mother's features, but your father's fixtures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my kids are scattered. We had a full house at Thanksgiving, so uh, I'll be up in uh, it, my my wife. I'm we're going to her hometown, and we're going to be with her mother, and it's going to be nice. Good. What do you got going on? Well, you know, we went to uh, Washington, D.C. for Thanksgiving, and everybody was there. There were uh, 18 family yeah. members there wow. for a week. Uh, so uh, now, the, now all of our children's spouses, they're going to the in-laws. The they're ho- in-laws. That's exactly me, too, this year, yes. So Cheryl and I are just going to take it easy. We're, we're going to just really take it easy. I don't know. We probably won't go out. We're volunteering at our church. And then um, really nothing else. I mean, we're just going to watch TV and, and eat a lot. Oh, open a nice bottle of red on Christmas oh, Day. Make I, some of that Christmas already, love, already, Mike. Mm. I already loaded up on that a couple of days ago. So I, All right. I Mike, if you're winning, <laughs> text me your picks if you're winning. I will. I'll, I'll be texting you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody. I love you guys. And we'll talk to you next year, 2024, on January 2nd. God bless. God bless. All right, let's go with five audio cuts coming your way. Cut number one, Billy Bob Thornton. has been on our show several times. Was on the Dan Patrick Show talking about being drunk on the set of Bad Santa. There's a scene in Bad Santa on, on an escalator. And I remember that day, I, I, I'd kind of <laughs> overdone it. This poor girl, she was a, a PA. A runner or whatever. And she was in charge of starting the key on the escalator when they rolled. And I said to the girl, I told her, I said, uh, look, I'm on the verge of maybe passing out here. So if you don't mind, just nudge me when they call action, will you? Because I'm going to lay down here for a minute. <laughs> and uh, they started up the escalator, and she couldn't wake me up, evidently. So it kind of dumped me out. Up there, and I woke up, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm in this, I'm in this movie," you know. And uh, so I stumbled up there, and I beat up this plaster jackass and all this kind of stuff in the scene. And, yeah, it worked out nicely. Did you know? Uh-huh. Boy, I like him, huh? He's I do such too. a great interview. A little eccentric, but that's what makes him so cool. Did you know they made Bad Santa too? Uh, yeah. 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 I had no idea. Right. They were in Chicago. How it, bad is it? It's rough. Uh, Kathy Bates is his mom. Uh, and isn't there a new uh, Santa Claus this year with Tim Allen? I think so, yeah. I think it's a series, isn't it, or no? Maybe it is. I didn't know there were three regular Santa Claus movies. Yes. Yes. And then this is a Disney deal, right? Yeah. Maybe it is a series, Torg. Yeah, I don't know. All right, clip number uh, two here. When I was a kid, it was a big deal. Christmas Eve, when the local news would come on, late Christmas Eve, and Mom would say, oh, let's watch the weather to see what it's going to be. And then the weather person, the local meteorologist, would always find Santa on the the radar, right? 
and then it was time to go to bed because Santa was coming. We had to go to bed. Yeah. It's always kind of a cool thing. Well, they still do it. Here is last year, Christmas Eve, the morning of CBS News. Some good news this Christmas Eve for those keeping an eye out on Santa's sleigh. We've been following him this morning as well. Here's a live look for you right now, courtesy of the North American Aerospace Defense Command. The military agency is responsible for monitoring and defending the skies above North America. NORAD says so far so good today and they don't expect COVID-19 or the bomb cyclone to hit North America to impact St. Nick's global travels tonight. Now, this year they won't be doing that because NORAD was caught due to budgetary concerns by the administration. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. That government agency's yeah. gone. Vivek says, Vivek, he said he's just going to get rid of it altogether. Yeah, you know what I did is I put an Apple tag on the sleigh so I can just follow it through my phone. Well, that's smart. Yes, yes. yes. An Apple tag. Yes, right, right. yes. <laughs> put a tracking device on there, Jerry. <laughs> Cut number three, love this cut from Cameron Diaz on the Lipstick on the Rim podcast about staying couples sleeping in separate bedrooms. I have my house, you have yours. We have the family house in the middle. I will go and sleep in my my room. You go sleep in your room. I'm fine. I, can I tell you something? Like we, been- and we have the bedroom in the middle that we can convene <laughs> yeah. in. By the way, I don't feel wrong. that way now because my husband is so wonderful. <laughs> I had said that before I got married. Oh. Yeah, I think a lot of people support separate beds. Look at how rich she is. One yes. house here, one house there, one in the middle. Huh? Wow, that's nice. And the name of that uh, podcast, Lipstick, Lipstick on, on the, the rim. rim. I hope they're talking about a wine glass. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> all right, clip number uh, four here. This is uh, kind of an interesting, let me get over to my photo, Torg. A professor at the Boston Conservatory of Music said that he's written the perfect Christmas song. What he did is he sampled and studied over 200 different modern-day Christmas songs and why they were hits. Then he took all the different features and condensed them into one song called Loves Not Just for Christmas. Yes, it did. It did. Boy, by Christmas, uh, you get up Christmas morning and maybe you put on, uh, you know, Sunny 95 or your favorite CD. Oh, 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 I put on QFM 96. We got Christmas songs. By the end of Christmas Day, you're just sick of it. It's just (laughs) enough. Enough. You know what, Jerry? Oh, you do. You, but it starts like, uh, you know, let's say today, and it's all day, every day, all day, every day. And then Christmas, all day. And by, by Christmas at like six, you're ready for it to be 
the 26th. What a screw, Jerry. Yeah, so you must not listen to Christmas what music a, in your house. We do what we do. We and you get don't get sick of it no. after a week, a it's month of it? love oh. and giving and being with <laughs> oh, your family, man. Jerry. No, by Christmas night, I'm ready for the next day. We'll get my, you in the Christmas mood here yeah. with cut number five. I'm ready right? to put on the NBA and wake up on the 26th. <laughs> no one's ready to put on the NBA. Here's a little classic Halloween to get you, or Halloween. Halloween. Christmas. I listen Ooh. to Halloween music on Christmas. Well, that's why you're not sick of the Christmas <laughs> exactly. music. You got the wrong holiday playing on Christmas. I listen to Christmas, Christmas music on, ho- on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my favorite Christmas song, a little Hall and Oats. Sick of that. I saw yesterday a Hall and Oates uh, live in concert video with the Grateful Dead. Have you ever seen no. that? And they're covering a Marvin Gaye song, and John Oates absolutely kills it. Really? I had to enlarge the video because I said, that's got to be Daryl singing, but yeah. that doesn't sound like it was John Oates singing, and he was great. Wow. He gets hammered, that guy. He does. You know, but I sympathize. Hall and Oates, Korg and Elliot. All our second bananas. You know, we actually have a club. (laughs) We meet yearly in, uh, you know, out-of-the-way locales. Yes, yes. Oates is kind of like the Grinch. He steals Daryl's money. Steals, <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're embroiled in a big lawsuit, aren't they? They are. <laughs> and that's your hot five.